0: Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good. My name's Kyle. So glad to see each and every one of you, church. It's so good to see you and to connect with you and to fellowship with you and to worship with you. If it's your first time today here at HC, we think you've picked a great day to be here as we're just going to celebrate some of the things God's been doing in and through our church as we've already begun to do through worship and through getting to witness baptism. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, I had a very busy week this week, Um, myself and Josh. Uh, we flew out Tuesday with Aaron and Renee Johnson. Aaron and Renee and their family we were sending them out to plant a church, and we spent the week in Raleigh, North Carolina. I've never really spent any time in North Carolina. I've kind of flown through Charlotte a couple times, but anyway, we were there, and uh, it was a very uh, labor-intensive week, to say the least, for Aaron and Renee um, and the process that they went through. But I just want you to know, church. You should be so proud to be partnering with Aaron and Renee Johnson. They just love Jesus. They work so well with others, and they're going to do such a phenomenal job. And And what they went through this week is going to unlock a lot of great doors for them to get training and to move forward in that. Well, while we were there... Josh and I had a little bit more downtime than Aaron and Renee did. Their week was a little bit more hectic than ours was, even though was ours was very busy and labor-filled as well. Uh, but we slipped away one afternoon, and uh, we drove over to Duke University. And I've never been to Duke University. I suggest you should go. It's an amazing school, beautiful campus. have an amazing chapel there and everything else. Well, while we're on campus, there's one place I had to go. I had to go to Cameron Indoor Stadium. In case you don't know what that is, that's where the Duke Blue Devils play basketball. So we're walking across campus and we're like, hey, where is it and whatnot? And oh, you're getting a little prelude. It came up there quick. That's okay. Here, let me tell you how this happened. We're walking across there, and uh, there's a bunch of tents that are set up. And we're on a college campus, and I remember college campus days and used to serve on college campus a little bit. And I thought, man, what kind of protests they have going on. You know, college students are always up to something goofy, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, and, you know, I ought to bring my puppy to school or something. You know, there's something going on, right? So anyway, all these tents that are set up. And so we kind of get to talking, and we find out what's going on. All these tents are set up because students applied for a spot in that area to camp so that they could be first in line to get tickets to the Duke North Carolina game. They've already been camped out for a month and they still got several more weeks to go. They have to have so many people within their campsite 24 seven to hold their spot. It's just insane the intensity uh, that is there for college basketball. While we're hanging out there, we realize there's a camera crew and some college students all in their Duke gear and ESPN is filming a commercial for this Duke North Carolina game that's coming up. Like this is kind of cool. So we're kind of milling around. We, we cruise on around towards the um, indoor stadium, and we notice that the door was propped open. What do I do? I roll up in there like I own the joint. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this is me. I'm, standing, I'm standing on the court taking this picture. I mean, you don't get this opportunity every day. I'm standing on the court taking a picture, and this guy walks in. And he says, hey, I'm sorry, it's not open to the public. I just shot back, hey, we're not public, we're private. He didn't know what to do with that, but then he kindly showed us the door. (laughs) But anyway, we got in. It was just, it was was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, They call that area around uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium, they call it Shashevskyville. Coach K, the coach of uh, Duke basketball, probably probably the greatest of all time of college basketball coaches that are out there. He's still active, won a ton of championships, maybe on their way to doing that again this year. I don't know. But it was just really, really uh, neat to be there. And then um, I took another picture because I got a friend that's a big Duke fan. We saw a really uh, like brand new Cadillac Escalade backing out behind the stadium. So I snapped a picture of it and I said, I think we saw Coach K, which we didn't see Coach K. But anyway, anyway, possibly the greatest of all time. There's another guy playing in a game tonight whose name I really don't want to mention, who some might argue is the greatest of all time. So I might get a few groans or something. I know there's one guy back over here somewhere that's really fired up about that. He's a perfect example of grace that we allow him into our church. I love him a lot. Um, We let anybody in, right? You could argue that these guys are the greatest of all time, maybe in college basketball or in the history of the NFL. But neither one of these guys have done what I think it takes to be the greatest of all time. And that's to come back from the dead. (laughs) And so we have a Savior who is unequivocally the greatest of all time. Jesus did something that no one else has ever done before, ever will do again. To die physically and of his own power, come back from the grave. This is who we have in Jesus So I want us to look at just a couple of scriptures, and then we're going to lean into some really fun stuff. Look at Romans chapter 11, verse 36. It's going to come on the screen there for you. encourage you to open your Bibles. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. If you need a Bible, there should be one in the seat um, in front of you. You can find this passage on page 944. Romans chapter 11 and verse 36. For everything comes from him. Who's him, God, specifically Jesus Christ. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. I want to read that passage again. When you see the word glory, read it with me. And when you see the word power, read it with me. They're going to be in there a couple times. For everything comes from him and exists by his power power and is intended for his glory all glory to him forever amen this power that is spoken of here is a resurrection power it is the ability the authority the power to cause himself to rise back up from the dead nothing is greater than that it's it's the truth that we Find all of our hope in as Christians. It's the reason why we are a church, because we have a Savior that died for our sins, didn't stay dead, but came back from the dead. Therefore, we can have forgiveness. Therefore, we can have cleansing. Therefore, we can have a right relationship with God. And all that we do, believers, is for the glory of God. We do it by his power, his resurrection power, And we do it for his glory. Now, I just want you to know, everything else that exists, that's its purpose as well. But there are a lot of other people and a lot of things that are being used for other things than the glory of God. But we, God's people, should get this. We should know this and we should live this in his power for his glory. Look to another uh, couple of verses in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and verse 21. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 20. And verse 21, if you want to jump in there again with me and read the word glory, that would be great. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty, there's that word again, power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Pause there for just a moment and think about his glory and think about his power. Think about your imagination. Think about your dreams. Think about your desires. Think about how big some of the things are you would like to see accomplished in your life. Think about some of the big things we'd like to see accomplished in and through our church. The scripture just told us God's got the power to make that happen, and he wants to do it for his glory, and he can do more than we can imagine, ask, or think. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he's doing. Now verse 21. Here it is. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. What we want to do this morning is we want to take a little bit of time together as a church. And we want to celebrate some of the things that God did in and through this church in 2018. It's hard to believe we're already in February. February of 2019, but God blessed our church and did great things in and through our church in 2018. As we go through this, I want you to hear the heart behind all of this. This is not a hey, you guys, we did great, look at us, Woohoo! no, this is whoa, let's look at God's power in and through our church for his glory. So as we talk about all of these numbers and all of these stories, I want you to know the reason why we're talking about this this morning is because we don't want to miss the things God did in and through his power, for his glory, through his church in 2018. You see below there, and some of this is going to be a little smaller um, in, in, in print, so I'll I'll make sure that you uh, can see it and hear it as I talk through it, but below there it says, every number has a name, and every number tells a story. So we're going to use a lot of numbers, and we want you to know that we're not just talking about numbers. Some of these numbers are going to involve you. You're going to hear some of these things as we go through them in just a few moments. You're like, I was a part of that, or oh, that was me, or oh, I got to help do that. Celebrate that, remember that, reflect upon that, and shove all of that glory All of that spotlight back on Jesus with us today. So again, every number has a name and every number tells a story. So let's look back a little bit at 2018. Let's go to the next slide. Up top there, this is just incredible. And this is because of so many of you loving on people and inviting them. 203 first-time adult guests on Sundays, 203. Now, let me qualify that. That's how many people actually took the time to fill out a communication card. We had a lot more guests here than that last year, but because of you inviting your family, inviting your friends, inviting your neighbors to church, 203 people were part of our church last year for the first time and were willing to fill out a communication card. I'll go ahead and tell you something maybe you've forgotten, a little bit of tidbit. You bring them here, encourage them to fill it out. They get like a Chick-fil-A gift card in the mail. I don't know about you, but I'd show up to church once for a Chick-fil-A gift card. But anyway, 203, 85 new members last year in 2018. And that's some of you that are sitting in this room right now. You uh, uh, came and you were a part of this church and you started leaning in. Some of you came to faith last year. Some of you got baptized last year. And some of you said, you know what, I want to become a member of this church. And just a beautiful, beautiful thing as we think back on uh, the um, membership classes that we had, the meals that we shared together, how we shared the vision and mission of this church. And you said, you know what, I want to follow Jesus together with this church. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, That number 42 there, 42 baptisms. Uh, There's a lot of you that I think about, but one stands out above the rest of them. For me, my daughter got baptized last year. She's a part of that 42 number. I celebrate when I hear that. And, man, I just think about that. So if that was you or your friend or your family, man, just that brightens you up just a little bit more. And I'll pause here and say, anytime I'm talking through this and you just want to celebrate it and you want to say something or you want to clap or you want whatever, Go for it. All right, go for it. If you were one of those 42, would just kind of got baptized last year. If you're here, would you just raise your hand? Just raise your hand real quick. Go for it. Bunch of them back there. Awesome. Woo! Good. So good. That's so good. Did y'all see the Patriots fan over here? He got forgiven of his sin. It was awesome. Jesus is great. I love you, man. I love you. I really, really do. Um HC groups last year were phenomenal. Um, Over 400 people attended HC groups. On average, we had 268 in the spring. We grew to 296 adults in the fall. Just so much fellowship, so much connection, so much spiritual growth taking in and through those. Up here on the right-hand side, 25 couples attended a marriage conference that we put on here on our campus and just got to come and lean into what God has to say through his word about marriage. It was a great time, and God refreshed and encouraged. Our disciples' path kicked off last year, And 40 people completed the first ever session of that. And so many of you just leaned in. You said, Jesus, I want to figure out how to follow you. And or I want to figure out how to follow you better. And so many of you, as a result of that time are discipling other people. Some of the many cool stories that are about that. We got one lady that went through it. She has grown children. And as a result of going through the disciples' path, she is now actively involved discipling her grown children. It's just absolutely beautiful what God is doing in and through that and how he's transforming lives. Let's go ahead and go to the next. On the left-hand side, you're going to see some kids' ministry stuff. On the right-hand stuff, you're going to see some student ministry stuff. And, again, I know if you're kind of back there and it's kind of small, uh, we'll help you out here a little bit. We had 282 different kids that attended kids' ministry last year. Um, We had 194 kids that were guests for the first time. This is a huge number. You may not be able to see it, but there were 18,720 number of animal crackers consumed. That means we shared a lot of Jesus last year. That's what that means. That's what that means. Um, 113 of you volunteering every single week on Sundays or throughout uh, on Sundays throughout the year. 113 of you just giving up your time. I love to see the red and blue HC Kids shirts come in here during the first gathering or the second gathering. It means you, uh, you, know, you served in the other one, and so many of you are serving, and it just makes things go around. 81 of you volunteering on Wednesday nights in kids' ministry. And this bottom number here on the left, 800, says 800 cookies baked. Well, whatever. 800 cookies baked by our kids. They helped, they served, and then all of those cookies were delivered to teachers in the area just to say thank you for serving in our community. Teachers in our schools are underpaid, they are underappreciated, and man, these kids just wanted to say, thank you. And my name wasn't on any of those things, but I guess because I'm the pastor, I got emails and phone calls and cards just saying, thank you so much for the cookies. It was bigger than the cookies, right? It was bigger than the cookies. They experienced the gratitude and the gratefulness of those kids. And God's just blessing tremendously in and through our kids' ministry. On the right-hand side, you see student ministry. We had 16 students baptized last last year. We celebrate that. Yep. (laughs) 148 guests were a part of that, and uh, 328 different students attended uh, HTSM. And by the way, last year, I think both semesters, I think spring semester and and fall semester both were record-setting years just attendance-wise. Our student ministry is just growing and flourishing and doing wonderful. And on the bottom there, $13,000 raised for student missions And what that means is they worked, and a lot of people gave. Many of you were the people that gave, and you were willing to give financially so that they could go and serve on student ministry trips um, and be a part of mission trips last year. Just absolutely incredible. This is fun stuff. Up at the top left-hand corner, 19,387. That number represents the pounds of food that were distributed by our food pantry. That's a lot of food. A lot of people in our community being blessed in and through that, and we praise God for that. You see the number two up in the right-hand corner up there. Two of our supported church plants launched last year. Harbor City Church in Winthrop, Massachusetts, which is north Boston, where Jason Talent is. And then also North Circle Church in Westfield, Indiana, where John Lau is leading there. Those two church, two churches launched last year, and they're doing really, really well. And so as you think about Harbor City and you think about North Circle, don't just celebrate that today, but pray for them today. They are gathering sometime this morning as well, getting started. I think both of them are, one of them for sure is doing portable church, the other one's kind of a little bit more permanent facility. I don't know if you ever had to be a part of a portable church before, but what that means, you show up, you set up the chairs, and you set up the sound, and you set up everything else, and then when you get done, you take it all down. So be grateful when you walk in here on Sunday mornings. You just get to walk in. You just get to worship, and when it's over, you just get to walk out. Use all that energy for the kingdom, right? We are blessed to not have to do that, but pray for them as they continue to serve in and through that. Um, You see the number one kind of up in the top uh, portion of the left side there. That represents a church that was built. Let me see if I can say this right. Pedote, did I say that right, Uh, Josh? Where's Josh at? Pedote? So we're going with. I'm going to own it. That's the Arkansas way of saying that, right? Padoti, India. We had a team that went to India this last year. And I don't know if you've ever been to India in any kind of way or any kind of capacity. It's a very challenging trip just physically to go all the way to India. Then to go and to serve Jesus within India is a very risky thing, very risky for those who are there serving um, within that country. So many um, of our brothers and sisters in Christ there are taking their lives um, they're putting their lives at risk as they follow Jesus there. And so uh, our team got to go and build a church there in Pidoti, uh, India. Um, bottom left, 65,732. There's this little concert that we get to be a part of out back here. That's how many people registered for Amplify last year. Just an absolutely incredible weekend. God bless with as we raised the name of Jesus and lifted it loud. And just so many stories that came in and out and through that for the glory of God this past year. 306000 there in the middle. That's how many dollars that we as a church gave outside of our walls, just sharing and loving and doing great things like mission work and so many other things throughout uh, our community and throughout the world this last year, just sharing and in and how God has blessed through our church in generosity. Um, over on the right-hand side, 870 players in our basketball ministry over the year this last year, and also a Florida Gator was there. He's actually, I think, a Little Rock guy, and we had a Florida Gator uh, that was playing in our gym one um, Sunday night, and I, 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 don't, I don't know, I think, Dan, I think you put one down on him, didn't you? You boxed him out. All right, you boxed him out, and then you told him about Jesus, right? Then you told him about Jesus. Anyway, that's kind of a cool deal, right? Florida Gator in the house. Uh, he's, he's a real, I think he's SEC um, all, all American, I think. Anyway, um, down at the bottom, we launched our Celebrate Recovery ministry this last year. Uh, Johnny and the team, yeah, celebrate that. And God's working in that and through that, and it's doing really, really well. And 2019 is going to be a, just a great, great season for them. And then um, you see the number one up there. It sounds like a small number, but it's a huge number. Our church. Gets to be a part of planting a church in Peru. Uh, We sent the money that was needed for them to build a building for them to worship in and also to establish a compassion center um, for their city there. It's kind of cool that today we're sharing that with you because tomorrow, uh, myself and Josh and Grant are getting on a plane, and we're going to Peru. And I don't know if you can see, there's kind of a picture down here on the right-hand side. We showed it big one time. It's kind of an empty field. When we get over there or down there um, this week, we're not going to see an empty field. Uh, We're going to get to see the building firsthand. We're going to get to meet the pastor, and it's just going to be an incredible time. And we can't wait to come back and share with you what God is already doing in and through that. We posed the question during that time, what if God used us to change a city? And that's what's happening in Peru. God is using our church to help change a city, as so many of you were a part of sponsoring 150 Compassion kids uh, through all of that. So we celebrate that. So I hope that you're praying for that child of yours. I hope that you're thinking about them. If you get a chance, man, write them. You can do that through the app. There's all kinds of ways. I'm sure that Compassion's been sending that to you. I, I'm kind of getting emotional as I think about it. I'm going to try not to get caught up in it. But Josh myself and Grant, we're going to get to meet the kids next week that we sponsor. So I say that, and I know you might be kind of mad at me because you're jealous. You're going to get the opportunity to say, do the same thing in the near future. Some more incredible things. 18% of our offerings were given to missions this last year. We celebrate that. God is so good. 44 new givers among us that are regularly giving, saying, I want to be a part of the mission through giving. Um up top on the right, $29,527 given over our largest budget ever set at HC. I won't forget when we were kind of planning budget for 2018 and we were in the room, and everybody that was a part of was supposed to be part of that. There were a few of us kind of wringing our hands a little bit. We were a little nervous because <laughs> we were setting the largest budget ever. And in and through your generosity, um, we outgave our budget needs, and so we celebrate that. Then um, it talks about message series, and this is kind of weird because I'm normally the one preaching, but it talks about that. But this number every year, I don't know what to do with this, but you see this, 26,664. That's how many online listens we had to our sermons last year. I, 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 and <clears throat> we don't preach so that people will know us. We, we don't preach so people will listen to us. We preach to get the name of Jesus into people's ears so it can get in people's hearts. And so it's just amazing to see God doing that in and through our online capacity. Uh, Down at the bottom, social media reach, over 56,000 people through our social media reach. 400 new uh, people uh, on our followers of our social media. And then our app, our HC app, 2,816 people downloaded our app last year just a beautiful thing of what's God's doing. And then I think we got one more slide coming here, and it's huge. You may not be able to see all these words, but it's a big question. What will God do in 2019? What will God do in 2019? Well, a moment ago we read Ephesians, and it says that he's got the power to do more than we can ask or we can think. If our motive is for it all to be for his glory. For his glory. I want to read just a couple more verses of scripture with you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. So whether you eat or drink. What does it mean to eat or drink? It just means stuff you do every day. I don't know about you, pretty regularly. I eat three times a day. I, I wash it down with something. I, I I drink fluids in between. Just in your daily, everyday stuff. Here's what it says. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, read it with me. Do it all for the glory of God. So, church, when you're just going throughout your day, and tomorrow will be a you know another Monday for you. As you get up and you go through your morning routine, as you get up and you make your daily drive, as you go and you do your daily job, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Every single Sunday when we come together, do it all for the glory of God. Everything that we do to serve in and through this church, do it all for the glory of God. Be a neighbor for the glory of God. Be a friend for the glory of God. Be a family member for the glory of God. Be a church member. Be a Jesus follower for the glory of God. Whatever you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, do it all for the glory of God. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, of which we don't have time to read all of this morning, there is much talk in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 about things like idolatry. Well, we think about idolatry, and I think we think about something that's carved out in some country that people are weird and they bow down to. But he's talking to the church. He's talking to believers. He's talking to us about idolatry and how that we, the church, we, the followers of Jesus, if we're not careful, We can find ourselves doing things with other motives than for the glory of God, for the glory of ourselves, or even for the glory of our church. We're supposed to do it for the glory of Jesus. So this morning as you came into worship, I pray you came into worship just for the glory of God. As you serve in HC Kids, I pray you'll do it for the glory of God. As you serve those meals on Wednesday over there to students, I pray that you'll do it for the glory of God. As you show up on Thursdays uh, once a month to serve in the food pantry, I pray that you'll do it for the glory of God. As you go on a mission trip, I pray that you'll do it for the glory of God. Whatever we do in 2019, if we will do it for the glory of God, he will do more through his power in and through us than we can imagine, ask, or even think.